So this is 39. Welcome to episode 39, (laughs) 38B. Yeah, we're going to do a proper uh, introduction here. We're going to welcome everybody out today to uh, episode 39 of Utah in the Weeds. This is the final episode of 2020, Tim. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We need to wrap this year up. You're excited that 2020 is over? It's the last episode? What are you excited about? (laughs) All the above. I mean, I'm excited about talking to you and really kind of going through a little bit of 2020, recap a few of our favorite episodes, talk about what's happened in the cannabis space in Utah 2020, preview maybe a little bit of what's going to happen in 2021. But this has been an epic year, essentially for everybody, right? Well, especially trying to keep a podcast together when you and I didn't even really know each other that well when this no. whole thing started. No, we so didn't we know to each try other to keep it together, and and it's been the feedback from the community, from listeners, from from your patients, from the patients that we've had on here has been ridiculously awesome. I think we've done, I think we've done pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we like you say, we didn't really we didn't know each other at all a year ago. We have our first episode in February. I was talking to somebody today about our first episode. I did not go back and listen to our first episode. I'm hopeful we should go back we've and gotten a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. People have pointed that out, actually. You yeah. Know, how, how we've actually, I think it was Josh last week on episode 38 when we talked to him down Deseret Wellness. He was saying, you know, you and I, we've come together. We figured out kind of how this goes. You and I are figuring out a rhythm, how to talk. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that the quality of the discussions are is really good. And what I like about this podcast for me now is this is this is like conversational cannabis. Yeah. Right? Because in clinic with patients, there's a certain feel to the conversation, right? This patient provider relationship. In, you know, an education video that I do, there's a different relationship and there's this um not a, not saying it's a fake persona, but it's not as conversational as this. You and I talking together, talking to people, just kind of shooting the shit, figuring out what's going on in the in the cannabis space. So that's what I've really enjoyed about this podcast. And it was really important to me to keep it going despite the the COVID. What was like some of the things, I mean, I guess you kind of just said some of the benefits of doing this over this last year of 2020 for you. But by doing this, what has been some rewards that you or unexpected rewards even. Definitely. And we talked about this last time down, down in Provo after we had finished recording the, the fact that we kind of get access to these people in the know, Yeah, right. That we were able to have a conversation back early in the cannabis, like legalization in Utah with Rich Oborn. Yeah. And we were able to have a conversation with Desiree Hennessy from Utah patients, that type of access has been, well, I mean, there's countless. I can, th- I'm thinking about all of these people we've talked to and getting to meet them and learn about the, like their perspective on what's going on in the cannabis space. That's been the biggest. Humanizing reward. them a little bit too has been nice yep. too, really. Cause I think a lot of times we, we just look at them as these, these political figures up, even, you know, up on them. Up on the hill, up on the hill, you know, you know and, working and, for the state or they're and, a pharmacist behind the scenes in this, in this scary cannabis space, right? Yeah. So do you feel like you've gotten, so as a provider and with utahmarijuana.org, I've, 
I've really benefited from that knowledge and it's translated into me being able to help different QMPs or patients or different people. As somebody who doesn't, your full-time gig isn't yeah. in the cannabis space. I wish, right? Right. I mean, it kind of is, it's kind of becoming that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With this podcast, but hopefully how, one day. what's been the benefit for you? Well, honestly, a lot of similar things like you mentioned. Uh, I mean, it's just been nice even like going into Beehive Pharmacy and that we chatted with Bajan. Uh, from the pharmacy there. And now I can say, Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? He knows who I am. And it's like, I'm not just some person on a lost in the sea uh, of crowd of everybody else. You know, all 33,000 cannabis users or card holders in the state of Utah. So that's been nice. I mean, just really getting to be a little more involved in the industry, getting to see some of these grow operations that I've seen that I would have never had an opportunity to see. Uh, if I was just not doing the podcast. So that's been worth it right there for me. Yeah, that's cool. I think that the um, getting that insight from your perspective for our listeners, hopefully has been really helpful. And I, that's why I think we make a pretty good team yeah. on the podcast, right? Oh, absolutely. We get these you're the, two different perspectives. You're the QMP and I'm just the patient, right? Yeah, just, you know? just the QMP, I'd say. But yeah. You're the important piece of the puzzle. 33,000. Is that what, how many there are now? Yeah, there are more than that, I think. Uh, you know, legal cannabis users in Utah. And I've, I've kind of lost track over the past couple of months because the number has gotten so big. But literally, there were no cannabis patients in Utah last year. No cannabis card holders last year. There were a few letter holders. But all of those people are card holders now. The Department of Health has done a lot of work this year. And then remember David Sutherland, who we had on episode two, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Was he the first card holder? Was yeah, he the first he's card number one? Card number one. But then we had Mario. That's right. He was the he's first like, pay, per, yes. a customer or something like that, right? Yes. The first person to purchase legal cannabis in Utah was Mario. And that was a fun interview too. And I've talked to him quite a few more times because he was working up at uh, uh, the True North Pharmacy, um, the Modern Earth. It's kind of been fun to see these people that we, you know, that we uh, connect with online or through the mm-hmm. podcast, seeing them out at these uh, local pharmacies. Yeah, I saw working. the, I saw uh, the guy we interviewed at Wholesome, um, the, and I Was see Phil? Mindy, Mindy Medeo. Yeah, the, Mindy. Yeah, you know, I see her once in a while up there in Bountiful, and we've associated with these people definitely more than once, right? They've become there's there's a small community of people that are now. Like we communicate more yeah, and bounce ideas off of each other. And we talk about, you know, the new legislation that's coming out, but we've had a lot of really good interviews. The patient interviews we've had other than David um, were excellent too. Which one off the top of your head, you didn't even the, stick the guy, out? The guy with the voices. The voice. Remember that guy? Long haired LDS guy. He's a plumber. Oh and yes. I Zach. Think Was it Zach? Zach. Zach. Yes. Great, great guy. Yep. I, I love listening to how he was mixing up all the different hemp strains and, and, yes. and, and or I guess, is that what you call them? Hemp strains, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the colitis, Ryan Thomas. Yeah. Another great interview and just such good perspectives on the Mormon community and cannabis and how there are pockets of open openness. So, I guess. okay. So we're a Utah podcast. We've had some like Mormons on the podcast. They yeah. say they're strict Mormons. I mean, the Mormon church is pretty cool I suspect with that, right? We've had a lot of Mormons on the podcast. Well, yeah. But yeah, we didn't ask. Yeah. Them. I mean, well, true, true. But I mean, they're, 
they're okay with it, right? As, as long as it's used medicinally. Yeah. The church I think officially came out and is in support of medical cannabis, is not in support of inhaled medical cannabis. There are some differing opinions about medical cannabis in the church population. Okay. Right? The church is officially for medical cannabis when used appropriately and not raw cannabis flower inhaled. I think there are some patients who are LDS who use flour and yeah. who are okay with that. And they've made their own choices, but there's always that, um, with any, I think organized religion, there's always the, the word from the church and the rule. And then there's always a little bit of fringe. I don't think it should be any different though than getting any other prescription. You know, I can go down to CVS and get a prescription, right? There shouldn't be any different with the, with the Mormon church, right? There, no. I, I mean, if I, I got mean, it, it had be. an Adderall prescription or, or uh, any, you know, pain pills or anything. Right. That should be okay. It's the same thing, really. And we've had a discussion with a lot of LDS patients, frankly, about that and about how their family was really supportive. Come to find out they were, they were scared to talk to people and then, well, Wait, Aunt Mabel, she's she's doing it too. <laughs> what other interviews did you really stood out to you over this year? I'm pulling them up here, actually. You know, honestly, my favorite ones were going out and visiting uh, Sean at both grow locations. The one he was yeah. at in uh, Murray, yep. right? The first in one Murray. in Murray, and then when we got to go out to Payson, heck of a drive down there. But I think those ones really stuck out for me because that was kind of always what I loved about podcasting. One of the ideas when I first even got into this whole thing was like, I want to go see them in their domain, yeah, right? In, in the element, in their element. And, uh, well, Mike Rodriguez, the same thing when we went to yeah. his different experience, but really fun to go there, tour his place. And yeah, those were really fun podcasts. Well, it, Cause that, you know, you talk about payment, right? You were, Oh, you know, is it, is it worth doing the podcast experiencing that? It's worth it, man. Like I would have never got to see, you know, Mike's hemp farm probably. Yeah, that's I mean, true. When, when would, I probably would have never connected with him, maybe through Instagram. Right. But you wouldn't have even known where it was. Exactly. So <laughs> right? those are, those are probably some of my favorite um, ones. I'm looking through here, you know, 38 episodes The Jack. We had Jack, uh, he was a 19 year old. That was a fun one too. Oh yeah. That made me a little nervous. Yeah. If anybody goes back and listens to that, you'll hear in my voice a little nervousness because I was concerned that Jack was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, I like I went right from the recording to Rich Oborn and I, and I cornered Rich and talked to him <sighs> and said, Hey, you know, we need, in fact, I had talked to, to an attorney on the way to Rich's house. Should we release the episode or not? And come to find out Jack's a legal cannabis user under 21. But again, good opportunity to, um, to learn a thing or two, even for me, who, you know, a lot of people consider as like the expert in the industry, you know, and I should know all the rules, but that episode was fun. Uh, yeah. Looking back, that was crazy. You know what I think the craziest thing to me about this whole year 2020, though, is how cannabis, marijuana has been frowned upon forever, really, is all the yeah. 1900s pretty much, right? All of a sudden in 2020, it was considered an essential business. Yeah, that. I mean, it, it really of, yes. in all states. That's right. You've had you had dispensaries and pharmacies <laughs> open in every state. Yeah, they consider it totally against the law 20 years ago. 
wouldn't have even crossed anybody's mind. I mean, you had a little nug in your pocket, you'd probably be thrown in jail. Yeah, you thrown in jail. And now, 2020, global pandemic, let's keep the pharmacies and dispensaries open. We're going to need those. What do you think of that? I mean, I guess it just makes sense to me now. I feel like this brings up a, a, another whole kind of topic. I feel like I am neck deep in cannabis all the time. My entire life right now is marijuana, cannabis, talking about it, podcasting about it, videoing about it, teaching people about it, learning about it. I live in this world that is just all cannabis all the time. And I'm constantly having to remind myself that the rest of the world is not quite where I'm at, right? It's not quite as normal for everybody else to just be walking down the street with you know, flour and, and, and vaporizers and all of this going on in your mind and yeah. stuff. I, I, I guess back to your, your question or point about, you know, what do we think about cannabis and, and where we're at now in this essential business, these dispensaries being essential businesses to me, that's just, of course they are. Sure. Right. Cause that's just the paradigm I live in. Is that where you, you know, you, you kind of have both sides. You have the, I am Salt Lake side which really got into the the local economy and the local business you saw that more than more than I did saw the local business the, yeah the local restaurants hurting oh sure yeah with covid yeah yeah because of everything shutting down yeah mm -hmm. the local pharmacies they're doing all right though because people got to stay medicated is yeah, that kind of doing, what you're talking about yeah with, i'm talking about how... like it's a dichotomy it's a it's it's really almost polar opposites Sure. You've had this cannabis industry in Utah that has thrived all year. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They're, right? they're hyping it up. They're, they're talking hyping, about yes. it and they're saying, this is awesome. And then, and then when I'm interviewing for people in the local small businesses, uh, like this last week, we had um, the cluck truck, food truck, local food truck, you know, and they're just talking about, hey, you know, there's not as many events going on. We can't get out there. And so they're struggling. So you almost get depressed after talking with some of those. Yeah. But, but you talk to uh, Nareth when yeah, you talk to them. I'm excited and about Bijan that, man. I'm just Sean. like, yeah. Yeah. And these guys are like, we can't grow enough flour. Yeah. We can't, we can't stock the flour. We can't stock the products. It's just, it's going off the shelves. It's so crazy to be in both worlds this year. And then I th also think Salt Lake City we need to make sure that everybody takes advantage of that resource because, um, yeah, I Cole, mean, Cole, Cole does great. a really good job. I, w I was stoked on talking with him on, on, on the podcast too, to find out a little bit about that because I've really in been enjoying his site with, I mean, he was breaking down terpenes and he was breaking down, um, yes, there's a couple of us. Um, I feel like you and I with the podcast, me with utahmarijuana.org and, Cole with Salt Lake City, we're trying to take information and disseminate information about the cannabis, like what's going on in Utah for, for everyone in a pretty legitimate way. I think he does it in a really legitimate way too. It's not, it's not over the top bong rips and. I was going to mention, so he, he did a, an article here, $14 million is what Utah from March to the end of April. So almost the entire year there, I mean, because obviously there's some months we lost there, $14 million in sales. I don't know if you've heard these numbers no, at all. No, I haven't. Um, and I wanted to see if there was a graph on here. There was a graph I saw online showing the the amount of like each 
cultivator uh, grew. So like oh, dragonfly, wow. how much they, they grew the most obviously yeah. in 2020. A lot of these other um, pharmacies that have, you know, grow, what, what's the correct term that you've used for like, if you have a grow license, just a grow license. Yeah, a grow I license. Uh, I mean, there are eight grow licenses in the state of Utah and I know of four that grow. Five. Yeah. Wholesome has, I, I believe Wholesome is starting to grow now. Zion, of course, we've purchased flour from Zion. They have products. Trike, they were big. They've produced a lot of flour. I think they were one of the next biggest ones that, right? that grew. And Dragonfly. And then uh, there's Harvest. Is Harvest. And then there's these small brands like Sugar House Selects, which is really part of Zion. And Harvest, which I think is part of another grow license. I, that's when it starts getting a little fuzzy. And we need to have more. 2021, Chris, we need to have more growers and processors on the podcast and break that part down. You know what we need? We know what we should make here is like put a map up, even at like one of your offices. It could be fun to show like the, the, the main growers like trike, for example, and then who they grow for or like, like how Zion grows for sugar house uh, and, and, and kind of break it down and kind of show like little, uh, like yeah, a little like graft a, or something, you know, kind yeah. of just show who, who everybody's coming out of. But uh, what were some of your favorite strains this year? I mean, you, you, you've got to sample a few, I'm sure. Yeah, I or think. Or not sample, I mean. Definitely, <laughs> I think Fatso is just the favorite. Yeah. You know, it's so strong and really, really good for pain, but also, man, a dose of insight. If you're ever looking for a dose of insight, Fatso is a reasonable strain. Just because it's so strong on the the head change, I've heard, you know, I, and then I, I talk to patients all the time. I mean, I know Sunday Driver's just been a, a nice, you know, even keel strain. It's not a bad one. Not a bad one. Maxine, another really one that that was very good for what I needed. And Pink Starburst Petrol. I haven't another. had a chance to try that one out yet. Yeah, they had just a small run of it. So, you know, those are it. How about you? Well, I was going to mention the fatso. I was only able to pick up the pick up uh, like an eighth one time at uh, Beehive, and then so hopefully I'll be able to get in on some of that the the next time, right? Uh, that they do that. But the Granimals, I don't know if you've tried that one. Nope. Uh, that one's been nice. That one's really nice. I'm I'm more of an indica person, so anything with with a higher indica. There was um, my mind is blank on that. I should have had this more prepared. There was a Z Skittles one. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, okay. That I tried one time from one. That was, I tried a handful of times. That's been really nice. I mean, there's, there's a lot, but, but I would have to say Fatso and the Granimals probably were the top for me. It'll be nice when you have a little more consistency and you can say, well, you know, I, my go-to is this. Yeah. Right. My go-to is this strain and it's always available at the pharmacy. It's always available. That's been a problem. All year. Well, because you never get the same thing, right? Like yeah. you can never get the the same the same stuff. The same right. night terror was another good one that I really enjoyed uh, by Trike. The night terror by Trike. Get a good night's sleep on that one. Yeah, and wouldn't it be nice to be able to to have that in the jar? Yeah. all the time and not have to worry about. And, and I think that that's a hopefully in 2021. It might take another year though after that before. There's enough consistency in the market because remember in the very beginning, there was, there was no flower for like a month. Dragonfly had a little bit. They sold out first day. 
and then they didn't have any for a while. And now it seems like you can always find some type of flower. Yes and no. This actually just happened yesterday. Let me give you a little story here. I was searching for some indica, right? Okay. I noticed that Wholesome got some indica in. I went up there, found out they sold out in two hours. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because that was like the only indica. Everything else has been sativa or hybrid through through Utah, right? Yep. And so it's kind of like whoever is releasing indica right now is just going to cash in probably, right? Because it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter who's putting it out there. It's just like if it's indica. But then, uh, so they sold they out sell. in two hours. So you got to keep an eye on their website. You got to keep an eye and put, put it on hold. You know, the other thing we learned this and Blake uh, Smith was brought this to my attention last week. And that was that they told the growers there was going to be about 6,000 patients the first year in 2020. It's, it's my understanding now that the Department of Agriculture, another good uh, episode we should we should look for, uh, with the department of agriculture, but, um, they, they told the growers, Hey, you know, build up to grow for 6,000 patients or at the most 16,000 patients, which I think they're growing for. That's about all they can supply. And that's about what they can supply right now. So, I mean, are they ahead of where they were supposed to be or behind? Of course they're behind for what, what's reality. Are they ahead for COVID? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they grew more than they, you know, than they pushed and pushed. But regardless, just interesting that 2020 brought, you know, such a huge demand in product, uh, you know, very low supply and sporadic supply. And then there's all these other normal factors that were into play too. You know, how many patients were supposed to be and how many patients ended up being legal. I think the program has been hugely successful. By the end of 2021, I predict over 100,000 patients. That's more than 3% of the Utah population. You were mentioning that. Yeah. I mean, if we're almost to 40 right now. Yeah. If you're, you figure in Oklahoma, they had 70,000 the first year. I guess we might be on track for that type of momentum. It'd be interesting to see what 2020 brings. 2021, there's that new legislation that they're trying to to pass. And we've talked about that a little bit, the expansion of potentially allowing non-QMP medical providers oh, yeah. the ability to write for up to 15 providers. Some pretty bu- good pushback. There was a new idea floated today about having all medical pro- medical providers in Utah do education about cannabis. I, I would support that. Basically, make us all do some type of cannabis education. We it. didn't get yeah. any, we didn't get any in school. Wouldn't you appro- approve of that? Like your, your primary care provider, it would be nice if they were mandated. How would you require that though? So we're all, we all have to re- renew our license every year and we all have to renew our controlled substance education. So Utah requires me. So all doctors, all doctors, PAs, nurse practitioners, everybody who prescribes controlled substances in Utah you have to do controlled substance education. It's basically a way for us to learn to not prescribe narcotics. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. So they could even just throw on, hey, watch this four-hour yep. video on cannabis. Boom. Boom. An extra two hours. Two hours, whatever. Everybody is required. Here's the Utah law. Here's some basics about the pros and cons of cannabis. Two hours. Everybody's required to do it. I think that is the beginning 
that could be the beginning of the normalization in medicine. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then especially once they can start doing testing and once they can yeah, start doing that and then open it up to insurance companies. and mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I don't know, 2021, we're going to be, we have a lot of stuff. I mean, both in Utah and in the United States, a lot of stuff. Yeah, the MORE Act passed this year in Congress, in in the House. In the House. We'll see the Senate. Then then there was another one I haven't fully researched. Yeah, I was just reading a little bit about it that the Senate has passed a research uh, bill that will allow some, some research to be done on cannabinoids. That needs to happen too, because the research. Although there's plenty, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast, there's not good research on medical dosing for cannabis. Hmm. A lot of the research that's been done is on, you know, guys who smoke five joints a day. Yeah. And that's just not the average patient. What do you think the average person smokes, uses, vapes? What do you think an average patient goes through? Are we talking about, I, don't I think there's two types of patients. There's a million types of patients. Don't take offense to this, anybody. But I think if you were to broadly categorize, you have patients who are, you are, you have patients that are really just using it medicinally. Then you have patients that are using it medicinally and what you would call adult use as well. And I think there's a pretty big difference in use in those two populations because a a patient is probably not going to require more than 50 milligrams per day of THC. That's 15. You, you think so? Yeah, I just, I think it's 50 strong. milligrams? Yeah. I don't think people need, I think the most of the time, 10 to 20 milligrams a dose, two or three times a day is probably a pretty good dose for most people. Now, are these AIDS patients, cancer patients, or are these just like uh, yeah, people see, with a little bit of pain in there? I'm just talking about, you know, the, the, the big percentage of patients. Sure, this sure. is definitely not everybody. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it would just be the pain patients and it would just be the people who just use it medically. The Sutherlands of the world, you know, he's a five milligram in the morning. And sorry if I'm, I'm really repeating his podcast, but you know, he's, he's a five milligram in the morning. Okay. So let's take a generic, but how does that really... let's take a generic patient. Okay. Five milligrams in the morning, five, 10 milligrams in the afternoon, 10, 20 milligrams at night. People can stay on that type of dosing for a long time. But then you have people, then you have this other really broad category of people who use it medicinally and a little bit recreationally. And I think the average is probably half an ounce a month. You think in just a month, a half an ounce in a month? I'm just curious. The point I'm trying to get at here is I feel bad for some of these patients that need to go through a lot. And because of, because of these prices in Utah. Yeah. But what's interesting is I actually just read an article, Pennsylvania is even higher than Utah. Oh, as far as cost. As far as cost. They're the, the most expensive, I guess, right now. Like $80 an eighth? About that, yeah. Well, and then we talked to um, Jeremy, who from Deseret Wellness, yeah. who talked about, well, if you took a, or Bijan said the same thing, if you took an ounce of flour now, or if you took an eighth here, $60, with a $3 transaction charge, and you added 21% sales tax on it, which is if it was recreational, Utah State would yeah. would charge sales tax. Then all of a sudden, now you're you know seventy eighty dollars an eighth, hmm. and so the prices get worse if it goes recreational. They don't get better. 
That's well, that's the argument. Well, and I think everybody compares everything to Colorado. Colorado has been around since, you know, at 2014, they went recreational. So yeah, you can get an ounce for under 200 bucks there. Right. Yeah. And if you want to fly to Oregon, you can get an ounce, same, same ounce for 180. <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, it is what it is, I guess is, I mean, how do you even answer that? I think if I was a patient that I was going through that much, I would probably live in a state. I was like, I can't afford to live in Utah. Yeah, I don't know how many, we have this conversation in clinic once in a while, you know, a patient comes in and they require three ounces of flour a month. Well, how do they afford that? Well, that's what I'm wondering. And, and so you don't want them to divert the product, right? And be buying it for their friends. But at the same time, can they really afford that, that amount? I don't Besides, know, tell me, is anybody really buying that much flour? I don't know. That's a good question for the I mean, I know, I know it's kind of, uh, we can't get too deep into that because of HIPAA, but I'd be curious what some of them. Well, I know patients are running up against the state max. I guarantee it. And we what's have, the state, what's the state max? Four again? ounces of flour. A month. And 20 grams of THC concentrate. That's 21 gram cartridges a month. And you think people are going up against that? No, I guarantee they're going up against it because they're, we have patients who go, who use the state max every month, every month, not in concentrates. How are they paying for it? That's what I want to know. I don't know. You know, I don't ask because if they need it, they need it. How how do you afford this? If they're (laughs) selling it to their brother, then that's against a lot of laws. Well, let's hope people aren't doing that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we can't spend too much time on that, but. I mean, do you, okay, here's a question. Do doctors sit around and think about that? Like, ooh, if I prescribe this guy this Adderall, is he going to be selling it to his buddies? Oh, that for sure. Do they really think yes. that? Okay, because I was wondering, I was trying to compare it, you know? Yes, compare. controlled substance database. This is another issue. So if you need Adderall and I'm going to prescribe Adderall, then I'll look you up in the controlled substance database. Make sure, one, you're not getting anything, uh, you're not getting Adderall from somebody else hmm. before I prescribe it to you. And then- yeah, you want to be sure that the dosing is accurate and you don't want to overdose. You, you know, you want to be very careful with that. So cannabis is different because people choose their own dose. So with Adderall, you know, it's 10 milligrams twice a day or 10 milligrams once a day. You get 30 pills every month and that's all you get. And then you can't sell them because if you need them, you're going to need all 30. And you can't go back to the doctor and ask for more. That's right, because you're in the controlled substance database, and that makes sure that you don't get them for multiple people. Yeah. Now, cannabis, different. You get to choose how much you take. We just get to set the parameters. So why does the state set the parameter they do? Is that just to kind of discourage people from selling it? Yeah. I mean, well, where do two, they come up reasons. with those numbers? They so. come up with the numbers from other states. Okay. You know, other states have set these boundaries you know, in, in Florida, we talked to Melanie Bone, remember yeah. that interview? And she was talking about in Florida, they have a seven month renewal period. Um, they can only use flour if they've tried and failed something else. They have less concentrates they can buy than here. Uh, just a different program, different hodgepodge of what those doctors and scientists and legislatures, legislators. Well, it, it's decide. interesting. I mean, Utah is not the only state that came up with some goofy laws. I mean, I was listening on this, the same podcast, this pro pot, I think is the name of the podcast. They were talking about Virginia, I guess, just opened up dispensaries. 
Sounds very similar to Utah. They don't even have flour yet, I guess, either. But they have the gelatinous cubes and they have the carts and uh-huh. smoking's not allowed and, and all that. So it's interesting to see it's not just Utah that are coming out with these medical programs that are kind of a little different than like we've seen in California and Oregon and stuff. Yeah. And we had this year, I mean, weed was on the ballot. Yeah. Like crazy. Multiple states went recreational or adult use. Multiple more states went with medical programs. And so, yeah, like you said, it's coming. It does seem like it's, it's accelerating. Well, and, and, and with the new presidency, I mean, he's already said yeah. he wants to decriminalize cannabis. So well, let's see where he can take things. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be interesting. 2021. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, for the podcast. I want to start doing some some live recordings, some more video recordings. I know we've talked about that on on the last episode with Josh. Yeah, doing some live, and you showed me your uh, yeah the Mevo. I, I want to do some Mevo recordings. So yeah. when we're in our office and yeah. we can live stream them on, uh, we'll just put it up on utahmarijuana.org. So 2021, we're going to live stream some episodes. We're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. Yeah, it does appear based on. The fact that we made this work even during a global pandemic, Chris, that we're going to make it through 2021. Oh, yeah. Right? So, you know, another 38, 40, uh, hopefully maybe 50 episodes. I, I want to shoot for 50 because we have 52 weeks. So maybe miss two weeks in there. But let's shoot for All at right, least 50 episodes. Shoot for episodes. 50 episodes. In 2021. Yeah, we need to do some live streaming. Do some live stream. You know what would be really fun to do some live recordings? Like I've done even at I Am Salt Lake. With I Am Salt Lake, we did them at some of the local bars. Maybe okay, once, for sure. once towards the end of the year, once things start to open up, because they're predicting, I know like the vaccines coming to Utah, they say in July or, I mean, it's, oh, anyway, we don't need to get into all that. But I think things are going to start turning around, hopefully the end of the year, maybe we can get out and how fun would that be? Do like a live recording at a local pharmacy dispensary, right? That oh, could yeah, be really no, fun. That would be really fun. Set up the mics right there in their lobby or something. People can watch us chat with one of their pharmacists or, or some. Well, we have a lot of things coming up because in February is our one year anniversary yeah. for the podcast. We obviously have 420. 420. Which is going to be big. And this year, hopefully even better because the, you know, hopefully there's starting to open up a little bit by then. Summer, we'll have some events, yeah, some live recording events. This has been really fun because I'm now super excited about 2021. And we have a voicemail now. I know I'm mentioned that on the last episode towards the end of it, but really call this number in. It's 385-215-9557. Nobody will ever pick this up. It's a Google voice number I set up just for this podcast. Nobody will ever pick it up. So call it up, leave a message on there. I mean, you could, if you have a question for Tim or myself, if you have a question about getting your card, you know, if you want to give some feedback on an episode, call up that number. You can even text it. If you don't want to have your voice heard or anything you can just send a text to that number too and maybe yeah, we'll play it sweet. on the show right we'll we'll play the yeah you know, you read the text message, or we can read it we can play, play it. it um i was hoping we'd have some tonight but nobody's called in yet um you know if you have any 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 shout outs you want to make to a local dispensary or a local pharmacist you know that that treated you well say yo thanks for taking care of me we do have a, an itunes review though i want to read that really quick right now if that's okay tim yeah absolutely uh which Please go and leave some iTunes reviews. We, we've got a handful of them. It looks like everybody's really stoked on the podcast. 21, we have 21 five-star uh, ratings right now. 
on iTunes. But the most recent one was just left here at the beginning of December uh, by Bluntness Bluntness in Utah. So there, that's fitting, Bluntness mm-hmm. in Utah. It just says, podcasts are on point. Thank you for touching on so many unspoken and gray areas of legalization in Utah. So straight into the point, but I don't know about you, Tim. I like to hear what these people have to say about the podcast. Yeah, feedback is everything. But I think I've read all these other ones that were left on here. Um, there's like four other ones that we've got. That's pretty here. cool. I'm glad that people are are listening. They're getting some benefit, learning a thing or two. And, you know, just some more understanding about who's who's out here in, the, in this culture in Utah. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, uh, UtahMarijuana.org, though, or Utah Therapeutic, Utah Marijuana, yeah. your clinics, because you you have four now, right? You have Ogden now? Yeah, so or we what's... have Ogden, West Valley, which is really just West Salt Lake. It's right across from the Beehive Pharmacy there. Great location, by the way. And uh, that's a cool location, yeah. And then Mill Creek, 3900 South, 7th East. And we are, we're looking at going to Logan. We, we should have an announcement about that in the next couple of weeks, um, at least at least on a periodic basis in Logan. And, you know, we want to expand because there's patients everywhere. Uh, but primarily, you know, we just we're trying to take care of the patients that we have now. There's there's some laws changing over the next um, couple of weeks at the first of the year. And I didn't want to talk about this too much today because we want to have Katie from the Department of Health on, and I I hope to get her on next week so that she can really explain the changes in the law and what people can expect. So really stay tuned to the next episode, the next couple of episodes, because, you know, we're really, we're just going to have the Department of Health come and tell you what you need to know about 2021. So get really prepared for that. And we'll have more on our Instagram Utah in the Weeds and utahmarijuana.org, Instagram. Of course, that's always the best place to find us. Yeah, Instagram, I think, is probably the best one right now. Yeah. Because I know um, that's going to get hopefully get a little more active on Instagram. Yeah, we'll start getting a little more active there. And then I've just been really happy with the response from, you know, the the interest in utahmarijuana.org and Discover Marijuana on YouTube. It, it seems like people are really interested in this. Not just, it's not just us, Chris. Oh yeah. Can we talk about the hoodies? Let's talk oh, about, okay. So, so these Utah in the Weeds hoodies. Okay. 2020, so, we even got hoodies done. I, so, okay. So you surprised me with these hoodies, Tim. I didn't even know you were doing it. You were, which is great, by the way. Yeah, Honest, honestly, it's, fantastic. Then you surprised me with some hoodies. Like, was it last week or the week yeah, before? Yeah, last week. And I posted a picture online. Right. Yeah. Obviously I posted in the mirror. I was so excited. Nobody was at home. I was hoping Chrissy could take a picture. I mean, nobody's just, I did in the mirror. So it was backwards, but whatever. People are like, I want one. Where do I get them? Oh yeah. Yeah, Okay. So people are just like, I love them. Yes. You can buy a Utah in the weeds hoodie at any of my clinics. Okay. uh, The Utah therapeutic health center clinics. So go to utahmarijuana.org, look up one of our clinics. Obviously Mill Creek is centrally located 3900 South, 740 East. You can go in there during business hours. They are 39, I think they're 39 bucks. So we try to keep the cost down, you know, for, for a hoodie. They're a nice hoodie. Utah in the weeds. Yeah, I was wearing mine earlier. Oh, they're great. They're, they're, so, they're so soft. soft. So soft and ridiculous. Like I love them and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I got to get like, 
I know so it's many so people. fun. And I, we have a pretty, you know, a limited supply. We did a limited run for Christmas. We gave them to all of our QMPs yeah. and uh, watch for them around at the dispensaries. And if you work at a dispensary or pharmacy and you want one, you can wear it outside of work. Isn't that ridiculous that I can't go to Wholesome or Beehive and buy like a hat or a t-shirt just I because I, I'm stoked on them? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I want to I advertise for you guys. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. But so ridiculous. That's why we needed some, we needed some hoodies, Chris. Yeah, we should, uh, we're going to have to so do we're some giveaways post, or something. Yeah, we'll maybe, do some, maybe totally. like people that come in and get their cards at utahmarijuana.org, if they come and get a card and. Yeah, you can get, get a, a get, get a hoodie, get a buy one, get one hoodie. Yeah. I don't something. know. We'll do something. Mention you Watch listen for, to this, you know. I'll tell you right now, if you mentioned that you heard about the hoodie on the podcast, I don't know, Chris, maybe we'll give 15 bucks off. We'll give a coupon. There you go. First 10 people. Okay. Okay. Who, who uh, you know, come in and say, hey, I heard about this on the podcast. Yes, yeah, $25 hoodie. Yeah. That's I like, a deal. Okay, so they can stop by any of the locations. Go to utahmarijuana.org to probably get the addresses, probably, yep. of the locations, so we yep. don't have to Te- rattle them all. Text us, of text, course. Text us. Um, get a hoodie. I mean, we still got cold days ahead of us. We'll make some t-shirts once spring rolls around, probably. Mm-hmm. We'll get Chrissy on the, uh, and, on the design. And kudos for the design. Yeah. Chrissy, if you're listening, way to go. Yeah, the she did. A, awesome. She did. A, that's the, my wife did the the logo uh, for Utah on the Wii. She just kind of threw it together, man. It's like I've always been a it's fan awesome. of like seventies, right? So it kind of has a seventies lettering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way cool. Trying to think if there's anything else that we need to discuss. Did we talk about these transdermal patches though? I know we uh, that Deseret oh, yeah, Wellness. Yeah, Deseret Wellness got, got transdermals. And, and I know we, you and I kind of off air, but I figured to kind of let listeners know they got those down there. I mean, do you? Th- yeah. I, I would imagine the other dispensaries will get them. Yeah, just they'll they'll come to other dispensaries. Good way for long acting, consistent dosing throughout the day, transdermal. What kind of people would you recommend that for? These are people I I'm going to recommend them to, you know, people who are chronically on opioids and they just need something really really long acting so they can they can put the transdermal patch on and get a nice consistent dose all day long. So I'm going to put the I'm going to put them on the chronic pain type situation where you need that long dosing and, and then pop- you hit the uh you can do inhaled for breakthrough okay. still right if you need that much um you need to be careful with transdermal because you can get you can get a little over the top i was just gonna say it'd be nice for people like like saving the businessman that can't uh be you know puffing on his vape all the time you know at meetings or or mm-hmm. anything but he needs to kind of yep and you don't have to bite off half the gelatinous cube, you know? Yeah. And and so, again, that consistent dosing, that's the next phase of medical cannabis, in my opinion. Bijan talked a little bit about this, like metered dose inhalers where you get an exact amount. You know how many milligrams you're getting. That's where it becomes much more like medicine. And I think providers will like that better when they can say, okay, yeah, take take this. It's one inhalation. It's five milligrams. Because it's hard right now. Because I mean, even edibles, you don't, you, you're not even guaranteed that so much of that cannabis or THC made it into, uh, no, that one gelatinous cube, gelatinous you might have, cube, have really, yeah, you might have 70% in that one and 120% in the next one. And you've always got to be a little careful. It's just the way it works out, man. Yep. Do you, I mean, so you think they'll be able to get that and hone that down, huh? Yeah. You think they'll I, be able to I hone totally it down. So you know, so. you're getting 20 milligrams in yep. that. Exactly. 20 milligrams. You know, in fact, I suspect that within the next three to five years, you're going to know maybe even less time. You're going to know, I want 
20 milligrams, 10 milligrams of THC, 10 milligrams of CBD, 10 milligrams of CBG, and that's what I'm going to get. And I'm going to have that in a transdermal patch and boom. And they can, you go to the pharmacy, yep. you pick it up. And, and and it's the exact same every time, every dose is going to be very, very consistent. Hmm. That's the next, it's a huge, it opens up the marketplace even more yeah. for a lot of people who don't like the smell, don't like the the inconsistencies of the strains. Yeah. You know, we love the inconsistencies of the strains. Sometimes. Sometimes it gets old though, but the inconsistency yes. is fun just because it opens up new possibilities and new discoveries. And you're like, okay, I want to try this one out. You right. Know. But grandma does not like inconsistency. True. Right. True. She gets dizzy when she gets a sativa, she gets a headache or she gets paranoid, right? No inconsistency for her. And that's a huge market for, for drugs and, and medicine. And anyway, uh, you know, no, you're we great. Go on and on. You're great. You're great. I predict a lot of good things in 2021. Yeah, it's going to be a good but, year. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Should we wrap this up? Maybe? I think we should. Should, wrap should we wrap up, up this episode? Let's wrap up episode 39. You and I went back back and forth a few times. I, I go, no, it's episode 38. No, it's episode 39. But we figured it out. 38B. So yeah, this the last episode, 2020. It's been fun doing this. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Yep. Merry Christmas, uh, everybody. Be safe. You Please know, be safe uh, out there. Don't uh, don't do stupid stuff. You know we yep. want we want you to stick around. If you need anything, just reach give us out. a holler. And if you want to come on the podcast, reach out to Tim or myself. Yep. Or is should they reach out to to you one know of the we'll have honestly no? utahmarijuana.org, If you chat with us okay. um, online or call, Say, that, hey, that's I'm, a great like any way you can contact us is probably fine. At and, this point. And then somebody would answer the phone there or yep. email and then they would get it to the right person. That's right. I guess. Awesome, Tim. Awesome. Well, I've had a blast doing the show. With I you, have man. Too, I'm, I'm so grateful I reached out to you to say, hey, let's do this podcast together. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? You know the you know the drill. It's the same old, same old drill. UtahMarijuana.org. Don't even need to give a phone number anymore because it's that's, I think, easier than anything. The website, yeah. The website, yeah, with chat and the phone numbers listed. I was there. Say, the phone numbers can, right up in I think the right, right the right, top hand right corner. corner. Yeah. So just and uh, we're really excited uh, for 2021 and keep this momentum up. What about those YouTube videos? You want to? Uh, oh how yeah. Can Discover be, are they marijuana. On the website too? Yeah. Discover marijuana is the YouTube channel, and we're gonna anything we live stream from the podcast will go there on its own on its own feed. Okay. But discover marijuana, you can get to that from utahmarijuana.org. And that has really education videos. Like right now we're posting educational videos, short clips, just with, you know, marijuana for beginners. I love them. I love them. They're really, I they're, they're think well done. they're, I think they're helping people. Very cool. I hope they are. How about you, Chris? Uh, I am saltlake.com. I've talked about it a couple of times in this uh, conversation. Yeah. Go check it out. It's the other, my other podcast I do. I do that with my wife. Uh, last episode was with the cluck truck food truck. The next episode, you would think I would know what it is. I know I have it all recorded. My mind is blank right now, so I'm not going to even say it, but uh, we're talking to business owners and, uh, artists, musicians, and we got a fun year planned out. Yeah. Support that podcast because there are, there are a lot of, I've been really enjoying the local, like the local food trucks and the local restaurants, and then we can go out and support them and they really need our help. Well, and they give ideas on how to support them too, especially with Christmas. One thing to keep in mind, uh, gift cards, gift certificates go a long way because it's like you can give a gift. Well, this will be up after Christmas or Christmas you know Day. What, I think though, this is, this going is out, the so, perfect time to go up for the sales after it, Christmas yes. gift cards. Well, go, go get do the it. sales because 
with any place because they need that cash right now. And you might not, even, you know, might not even use it till summer. But if you like an eating establishment here in Utah and you want it to stick around, go support it. Because yeah. I mean, I've been reading about New York city and, and just some of these cities, they're just, some of these eateries are just shutting down, man. They're not yeah, sticking it's around. Bad. It's, it's a bummer. Anyway, we don't need to be down and out here. We can, uh, we, we need to keep it up and up on positivity on this podcast, but uh, utahmarijuana.org. Okay. Go listen to the podcast there. Go check out the transcripts. And uh, as Tim says, stay safe out there.